by the way, uh, lives in Asheville and is surrounded by uh, giant, angry, homeless people. <laughs> I'm sorry, sir. I didn't realize you had to put up with that, but I thank you very much for rolling one out for my visit last week. Uh, I'm a giver. What can I say? I, j- I wanted you to get the full experience, you know? So how that there's what's the name of that park? Little triangular park down there. There's a pack or prospect Pritchard. or something. That one is Pritchard, Pritchard Park. Yeah. yeah. So they just let them. There's like a little town, man. Yeah. Because I was down there early enough, and then they all kind of meander off around eight thirty when stuff starts to open. But mm-hmm. um, what um, it's where the drum what, circle what is, is where it, people what, know. Yeah, I. I just don't understand. I can't imagine being one of those businesses down there because they're yelling at people. Uh-huh. It's in the middle of the downtown. Is that bad? Um, Why? What's wrong? Is, is that wrong? Is there what? not? Is there not? Well, I don't know. We kind of do things a little different, I guess, you know, in different places. <laughs> so everybody's got their thing. Um, is that – so the city of Asheville has no policy? They're just like, whatever the hell you want? Or, or how does that – and if you're one of the businesses – all right, would you ever say anything? Yeah, I, they're, I, I don't know the answer to that. They're kind of caught uh, in between. If the, I mean, you've got a population of these business owners downtown that are fine with it. They're they're all about the culture that this has, you know, uh, that that the city has created and fostered. This, you know, no rules, man, no judgment kind of thing. Um, but you know, sometimes it does get kind of dicey. I've been out, you know, around downtown at. Uh, you know, in the wee hours of, you know, eight thirty, nine o'clock at night and um, seeing, uh, you know, two people yelling and screaming at each other, threatening to stab one another um, right right there on the sidewalk. And so, uh, no, I don't I don't go downtown unless I'm carrying. So that's just a general rule of thumb for me <laughs> because of mm-hmm. the the situation uh, that exists down there. Um, yeah. And they get uh, the panhandlers get very aggressive if you say you don't have any money. Uh, they don't believe you. Um, and, and I suspect and then so that, that's one half of the business owners downtown. The other half are just, you know, terrified of crossing the wrong people in local government and the Moonbat Brigade that is the base of those elected officials that put them into the offices. And so uh, any kind of a, you know, public statement saying, hey, I don't think this is really good for business that will earn you, uh, you know, the protesting and the signs out in front of your door and the smear Ooh. jobs on social media, that kind of stuff. Oh, good. And a social media or a social, uh, um, what's this, the, the thing the Chinese use? A social credit. Yeah, yeah. Merit, yeah, yeah. So, kind of, yeah. All right. Uh, what if, it, let's say, I don't know, let's well, say now, you... Now, hang on. You told the story about, I'm sure you've already told folks the story of your encounter, right? You've told the whole story? I did. Did I, you? I explained, to, I explained to them that the uh, guy was very adamant that there's supposed to be three of something. Right. Um, and that he's very good at flicking cigarettes long distance. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and he was uh, he was a very large dude. Did, oh, and he wanted money to move, so... did what well, now, did you tell people the kind of car you were driving at the time. I did not. See, did why not. do you always leave that piece of information out, Casey? That's, to me, that's a really important piece of information because, because I think it because, attracted his attention because, as an insane person. He saw this vehicle and he didn't know what to do with that information, you know? It's a brightly colored vehicle, that's fair. But Sports also, car, very sporty. Right, 
Right, because uh, I operate on the assumption that sometimes crazy people listen to the radio too, so I don't need to tell them what I'm buzzing around in. Right, no, no, no. Just it was, a, but it's a it was a sports car, and it was a brightly colored one at that. It's not a car that, that you true. see regularly, you know. And no, especially in Asheville, right now. If you so if you had rolled up in a Subaru, for example, he probably right. would not have even noticed you. If I here's the thing, and 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 by the way, you need to talk to your peeps. So half of them have these these little uh, the little uh, compact SUVs, and yet when they're making a right turn from the street into a business, they go at the same speed as though they're driving a sports car. <laughs> when they got all that clearance, man, I was losing my mind. But so here's the deal. I so I leave Asheville on Sunday, and I I decided I was going to drive the Parkway. Nice all the way up to Blowing Rock and Boone and then shoot out right there at the end of Blowing Rock and then drive drive home that way, mm-hmm. which is what I did. So I, But I took a buzz up Mount Mitchell. So I get to the top of Mount Mitchell. When's the last time you were at the top of Mount Mitchell? About a, a four weeks, three weeks ago. Okay. Yeah. So explain to me the logic of having the bathroom facility closed <laughs> so people don't congregate <laughs> and then putting – Eight porta potties right. directly next to each other in another a different corner of the parking lot, causing yeah. everyone to congregate. Right. Well, and they put the bathrooms right at the entrance to the top lot up there, so this yes. way you can have a whole crowd of people as the cars come around the the turn, that blind turn, and the that you yes. make to get to the last lot. You come whipping around there, and then, oh my gosh, there's a bunch of people. The key. See, here's the thing. The key is to go early, so this way you, there aren't any people there. That's the that's the key. I no, 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 I got that, but obviously that that was a decision that's made at the state level. That is a state park. We're going to close these bathrooms, but then we're going to provide bathroom facilities, right. and they're they're going. And it's going to happen again. They're just going to congregate over here again. Yeah. Well, COVID uh, knows. Hundred feet this way. Yeah, COVID knows that COVID knows not oh. to smite anyone in the porta potties uh, versus a. Uh, you know, a facility itself. And I think, like, to be fair, I think they were, they were working. They're, they've been doing a bunch of construction work up there on that, uh, the bathroom and the, the bathrooms and the, was it the gift shop that's up there? And the, they would, you know, sling hot chocolates and stuff out of there too. So uh, yeah. I think they're, they're doing, they were doing a bunch of construction work. I don't know, maybe they were finished with it. Um, but yeah, like that they were doing the work when I was up there, I guess it was, well, it was like first week of April. Okay, I just I didn't see workers when I was out there, but whatever. I just I'm sitting there looking at. Them, I'm like, this is just stupid. <laughs> you close one, and then you rent right. others, so yeah. people go to those. But <laughs> all right. Uh, so speaking of speaking of messaging, let's say hypothetically I was a business, and yeah. rather than being secretly concerned about violent homeless people, mm-hmm. um, I went in a different direction and decided to virtue signal. And let's say uh, I did it by using the marquee of my business to mm. write, "All all cops are bastards." Mm-hmm. Um, how would that go over, and why is it relevant for me to ask? Well, downtown Asheville, it might actually work to your benefit, right? Like that—that that could be a selling feature for you. Could attract some clients, more customers, mm-hmm. and such. But if you're going to put the ACAB acronym up there and then follow it with uh, uh, underneath the marquee, it says um, uh, the the whole barrel is rotten, something like that. So, like, it's not just one bad apple, right? The whole barrel right. is rotten. Uh, you post that up on your marquee. Downtown Asheville, you you get away with that, no problem, might actually be of benefit. You go to Maggie Valley, though, 
Um, that's not going to play very well. You got businesses now all up and down the road that have put pro law enforcement signage up on their marquees. So there's this sign war going on because this local um, motel and RV park, and I don't want to give their name because I don't want to give them any publicity. But they posted this on their sign and they I mean, and they've been savaged on social media. They wrote a Facebook post in response saying, oh, good. Now that we got everybody's attention, let's talk about police reform and like, let's have a productive conversation. And everybody's like, no, pound sand, screw you. We're not interested in talking with you about this because you insulted, you know, all these law enforcement uh, officers and, you know, in the process, everybody that stands for. Uh, with and for law enforcement. Um, and then you find out, I found out, that the uh, the owners of this place, which I'm referring to now as Antifa Inn or uh, Chaz Hideaway and RV Park. Oh, okay. Just, you know, just throwing out some ideas. Uh, because, like, when you, when you fly that flag, and it kind of makes sense if, from a marketing perspective, you know, if you got a lot of Antifa people that are coming to town to do some protesting, you don't want to stay in downtown Asheville anymore. I mean, you got nice hotels, true, but a yeah, lot of it, like you Valley's said, on the yeah, that's on the other side of Waynesboro and all that, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, Waynesville, yeah, it's in Haywood County. It's Waynesville, on the way to yeah. Cherokee. It's on the way to the uh, yeah. the casino. So yeah, you can go out there, uh, stay at a little uh, you know campground area, and um, and it's owned. And I use that term you know in air quotes because I think these guys are you know, like. I would assume more socialist communist, but they're property owners, they're landowners, so I'm not really sure about that juxtaposition. Oh but, yeah, that's a yeah, that's a conundrum right it, there. I'll, it is. I got another story when you're done with this. Well, Go ahead. and so, but here's how they got the property. Apparently, the previous owner um, did not appear in court as part of a settlement against him because the current owner, who was at the park working for them, apparently lit himself on fire and then sued the owner. And they got control of the property because the owner didn't show up in court. And he lit himself on fire by literally pouring gasoline onto a fire. Like, which I think is a cliche. You're not supposed to do that. I've heard it's a bad thing. And Uh, so he literally burns himself. The owner, like, saves his life, puts him out. And then the family sues him. They're down in Florida. They don't get served with the uh, the court papers or whatever. And he gets a summary judgment against him, and he loses the entire property. Used to be called the nice. uh, Apple Cover Inn. And so, and so now uh, the guy has obviously a beef against law. So, what was the? I'm trying to figure out what the beef against law enforcement was. It just ideological, or was oh the- yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Element of the story. Okay. Oh, yeah. They're, they're, yeah, they're leftists. They're Antifa loving, you know, anti cop folks. Um, and they're, you know, all about the, uh, the virtue signaling, or in this case, the actual signaling on the, on the sign. Yeah. Are you familiar? Are are you, we talked about this yesterday on the show. Are you familiar with the Black Hammer dudes? Yes. Um, Donner Party, your table is ready. Um, okay, yes, yeah. yes, you are. Yes, so, <laughs> I don't see. We, uh, Ross was hung. Yes, Ross was hung up over the fact that they kept talking about liberating the land when in reality they, they bought obviously it. bought right. they bought two hundred acres of land. Yeah, exactly. We liberated it, <laughs> right? And I love the replies that when they posted that up onto the uh, Twitter account for the yeah. for Black Hammer um, that, you know, this is for uh, uh, colonized people only. So then, of course, people yes. are like, well, you know, I'm Irish. Do I count? You know, um, but uh, the replies questions. were hilarious. Like people are like, hey, uh, 
you guys realize you don't have access to any of that water that you're touting, like the rivers and the lake that's on the property. Like you can't actually draw any water from there. And then they're like, you know, nothing grows at 10,000 feet. You bought scrubland and um, they're like, you got to drill down like 1500 feet to get a well going there. Like you, and you only got like three months to do this because the snow is going to start in like early September. I will not have you. I will not have you insult this brilliant idea and stand in their way from going out to the Rocky Mountains, going 10,000 feet in elevation up uh-huh. past a tree, uh, past essentially where the tree line right. is even comfortable. Yeah. And in fact, I, you don't understand the brilliance of it. They're literally so high up in that part of the Rocky Mountains. As somebody who grew up out there, yeah, they have found themselves a loophole where they'll not probably have to tangle with bears because even bears are not stupid enough to hang out up that high because there's such limited resources for them. Right. So, well, yeah. A, uh, it's, good uh, for them. I love, and Did someone you... pointed out, they're like, so uh, this is going to be used against the left for like another 30 years. Like, hey, didn't a bunch of you guys go up to the mountains and like all die? Yeah, yeah, yeah that was us. Nah, not all of them. Not all of them. There'll be one. Yeah, the one so that, is, you that eats the others. Yeah, you gotta have one. It's. Like... <laughs> do you remember Ross? Do you remember where the guy uh, was? The where they he ended up finding him. The guy who was with the other dude on the life raft. Do you know? Do you know this amazing story? So uh, a few years ago, there was a guy that they some boats picked him up somewhere. It might have been out by Hawaii or something. This is South Pacific somewhere, and he's in a life raft by himself. And he's a little overweight. He's, <laughs> he's a little overweight. A little overweight, right? And he had been out there for like, what, three to six months or something? It was I do kind of remember this story, yeah. And he had been on a boat that, off of like Ecuador or something in South America. So anyway, him and this other dude are on there. Um, and and they lose him. and They don't think anything of it until they find him. And they find him, and there's no other dude. It's just this guy. And he's it's heavier just, now than he was when the boat launched. Or at the very least, he's very healthy. He's like, and they're like, what happened to the other guy? And he's like, oh, he, uh, he, he died. It's uh, that I pushed him overboard. And the family was like, I, he's fat. Will you guys ask him questions? That guy's fat, man. Uh, but everyone was just celebrating the fact that he survived. So. Uh, well, what, hap- right. what, uh, what happens at sea stays at sea, Casey. Come on. Uh, all right. Hey, here's what I want to do, though. Uh, we need to open a trading post just down the hill from these nitwits. <laughs> That's right. Sell them and, all and of the me... food and supplies. <laughs> and it's not going to be cheap, but it will be the uh, best available. So, All right. We never even got to the legislative stuff. Uh, apparently, the, it's the end of the world if, if you're not allowed to uh, riot or mm-hmm. you want to see your kids um, – uh, school assignment. Yeah, so real um, yeah, real quick on the riot thing, I just find it amazing that the people that are somehow opposed to this idea of penalizing folks who destroy property and hurt people, uh, and they're like, oh, you're going to you know, create a chilling effect on my constitutional right to assemble and free speech. And no, it's actually right there in the First Amendment that you can do those things peaceably. There, that word is yeah. in the First Amendment. So if you're doing it peaceably, there's no problem. If you start hurting people and taking their stuff, now we have problems and you're going to face punishment and the victims will get to sue you for three times damages. So that's that law. But all these, you know, the uh, ACLU is like, oh, I can't believe, you know, you're going to chill free speech. Um, 
and then the teacher lesson plans. And maybe I'm not the shoulder to cry on about this because I post all of my show prep. You know, you do show prep. Um, I assume that if you're going to prep a lesson plan that you're going to, I don't know, prep a lesson plan. So how is it any Mm -hmm. different than posting it online? Like it's literally copy and paste the links, right? For whatever it is that you're doing, just put it in a Google document and post it up to the, and well, the school, uh, the actual schoolhouse will, uh, they're going to be in charge of posting it up. So, uh, and then there's this aspect where like teachers don't want other teachers to see their lesson plans. And I'm thinking, well, wait a minute, you're not, you're not compensated based on how well you teach. So it's just tenure. So why would you care if somebody else has your lesson plan? If it's a good lesson plan and it's helping kids, why would you not want kids to get helped with a good lesson plan? I don't, I don't know why you're trying to steal intellectual property, Pete Callen. <laughs> yeah, no, it's all patently absurd. And the most absurd thing is, is the proposal would even let them post it all at the end of the year. Yeah, you could do last right? year's lesson plan. You don't even have to do it in real time. Right, you do a so. three-hour show every day, which the, the amount of prep, and people don't realize this, by the way, the amount of prep that's required to do, I, I, I try to tell people it's like two hours of prep for one hour on air. And that gives you a sense of like what you have to do. That's why when you ask me, hey, have you heard this story? Like, yeah, probably I have. Just like if I asked you. So the amount of prep you do. And so like and that's every day. No repeats. People don't get it, man. I need, uh, here's what you want to do. You want to see what uh, what Pete does? Go to PeteCalendarShow.com. See, that's brilliant Pete segue. Show. That's a brilliant yeah, well, segue a brilliant right segue there. segue because I'm looking at the clock. All right, man, I got to <laughs> roll. So see you next week. All right, thanks, Casey.